You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals that we have here in the United States. This is episode 178 of American Sex Podcast. I'm Sunny Megatron, and my co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and we are kinky perverts too, that just so happen to be non-monogamously married to each other. I have to say, though, for this episode, Ken will not be with us. You are only going to get me this week. And when I say only me, I mean only me. So many of you loved the kink freestyle episode I did a few weeks back. And there is another one of those coming soon, by the way. So this week, I realized I am getting bombarded with all of these questions about sex toys. I'm being asked, you know, what do you recommend? What's the best sex toy for this? What's the best? And the reason is people are seeing these sex toy discounts hitting their inboxes and all of the Black Friday sales, and they are now in a frenzy to pick something up for themselves, you know, or as gifts for other people. And it's just smacking people over the head like a two by four, like, oh, no, buying sex toys is the most urgent thing right now. And I was like, well, it's been a while since I've done a sex toy episode. So this week is kind of like a sex toy freestyle rather than being, uh, you know, a long sex toy review, which is boring. This conversation is more teaching you to identify your own pleasure roadmap so you can decide what types of pleasure products might suit your particular needs best. So what do I know about all this stuff anyway? What makes me qualified? Many of you know me as an educator that concentrates on kink and pleasure anatomy. Well, I actually got my start in sex ed as a sex blogger and a sex tour reviewer. My first show was one called Outside the Box with Sunny Megatron, which was a pleasure products focused web series. It ran two or three seasons. I can't remember. It was like 20 something, 30 episodes. And later, they were actually edited into, I believe, 12, 10 or 12, 30-minute episodes as a TV show for Amazon Prime, which was really cool. But it only aired there for like maybe a month because then Amazon realized like, oh, this is a pretty uh, adult show. And they removed it, which is a little sad. If you can still find it or you have it recorded somewhere, more power to you because I don't even have it recorded somewhere. For a number of years, I was also Cal Exotics resident uh, expert sexpert. Plus, I've worked in development and on other behind the scenes types of stuff with a number of pleasure product companies too. And currently, I'm a contributing editor of Exbiz Premier Magazine, which is one of the biggest pleasure product industry trade publications. And I also write regular sex toy focused articles for Sexual Health Magazine. So in other words, although I professionally stepped away from reviewing, and I'm now concentrating more on kink education and pleasure education and coaching and things like that. 
I know my sex toys, okay? I know a lot of the work that I still do in pleasure products is more on the business end. It's not in the public eye, but trust me, I'm doing it. So let me tell you some of what we're covering in this episode. I give you my tips for sex toy gift-giving etiquette. We do some sex toy myth-busting. We talk about the difference between rumbly and buzzy vibrations and why they matter. You'll learn important pleasure anatomy, plus what questions to ask yourself to figure out precisely what type of pleasure and therefore pleasure product you prefer. We talk about what kinds of toys will match well with those various pleasure preferences, and also what toys and accessories have good reputations and good reviews to help you narrow down the overwhelm that you might be feeling at the sheer number of toys that are on store shelves and websites these days. Now, I have a really complicated relationship with capitalism and Black Friday and holiday shopping in general gives me really mixed feelings. Consumerism at this time of year makes me really uneasy. You know, capitalism in general makes me uneasy for lots of complex reasons, which is why I personally struggle as an entrepreneur. You know, in order to put a roof over my head, I'm supposed to be selling you stuff, but it feels icky. But that's a whole story for a different day, also maybe in therapy. But what what is relevant here is I don't want to bombard you with these messages, you know, an email, Cyber Monday, sex toy sales going on now, act quickly or you'll miss it forever. Uh, I hate that stuff. But also, if you're shopping, I want to make sure you get the best deal. Because giving fistfuls of money to huge companies whose CEOs and management drive fancy BMWs and live in mansions just so you can access a little bit of pleasure, it sucks. This is why I hate capitalism. So I'm going to put it this way. In our show notes, which you will find at americansexpodcast.com for this episode 178 or right in the description of whatever podcast player you're listening to right now. I always have links to a bunch of different retailers that I have relationships with, whether they're sponsors or affiliates where I earn a commission of sales. And I also have discount codes for many of those retailers that are in the show notes too. And additionally, a lot of those retailers right now are having some amazing sales. Some of those sales are better than the discount codes that you get from me. And some of those stack. You, so you'll get the holiday discount on top of my discount. Either way, if you use my link to navigate to those sites, I'll earn a commission and it helps support my work. It helps support American Sex Podcasts. And of course, I would love for you to always use my links. But really, in reality, I just want you to get the stuff that you want that'll ultimately make you happier in the bedroom, which even bigger ultimately makes us happier all around in our lives. I want that for you, whether you use my links or not. So again, what you won't see from me is you know, Black Friday, shoving consumerism down your throat with these flashy emails and all these ads. I just can't do it. And I know that makes me a bad entrepreneur. And it's the primary reason that as an educator, I am always continually, consistently broke as hell. But I just can't plaster a smile on my face and be a cheerleader for ridiculous consumerism while disguising it as sex ed. I just can't. 
So aside from the mid-break in this episode with our sponsors that are clearly commercials, nothing in this episode is an ad in disguise. When I do mention products, they are my own genuine opinions. They are my own genuine recommendations about what I think is great and what I think isn't. You will find links to everything, however, that I mention in the show notes. Because if you do, if I do mention a toy and you're like, that's intriguing, I want to make it easier for you to check it out, see what it looks like, etc. On that note, let's wash the balls, which on American sex is housekeeping. If you're on the show notes anyway, there's also free stuff because again, I'm a bad entrepreneur. I just give stuff away. Like my free kink negotiation mini workbook, you can download it. You'll also get the link to our kink and sex positive discord. It's absolutely free to join. We'd love for you to join us there. I also want to give a special shout out to Kink Academy. I am often asked, what's the best book I can read for kink education? What's the best website I can visit to learn about kink? And honestly, there aren't many. There isn't really one resource that I consider a good all-around resource, which is exactly why I'm writing a book. I'm writing the book I wish was out there. It's called Customizable Kink, A Strategic Guide to Adult Play, and it's due out, hopefully, knock on wood, in 2023. But there is one place. If I was just going to pick one place, it's Kink Academy. It is a library of 2,000 videos from 140 of the best BDSM educators, including Ken and me. And there's everything from beginner basics to super advanced stuff. And this is also a site I have a relationship with. So if you're considering subscribing to Kink Academy, please consider signing up with our link, which is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Kink Academy. And although a subscription is like, I believe, 20 bucks a month, Head to that link anyway, because there's tons of free videos that are accessible to everyone. And lastly, I have one favor to ask you. Again, it's free and easy. I would love if you could give me a vote for XBiz's Sexpert of the Year. Yeah, I have been nominated again. I'm really thrilled. And I would love to take home that coveted trophy. And since I'm a good educator, or at least that's what people tell me, but I'm a bad entrepreneur, Accolades like this give me more credentials cred, which increases not only my demand as an educator, but also my rates for companies that want to hire me for education on their behalf, a sponsorship relationship, consulting, etc. I have the link to the voting page in the show notes. It's quick and easy and free. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to give your email and you can vote once per day. That link is in the show notes, but you can also go to direct.me slash Sunny Megatron and the voting link pops right up. And I would love for you to give me a vote. All right, that's it. These balls are clean. Here is sex toys and pleasure anatomy with very special guest, me. I get asked so many questions about sex toys. It could be, oh, hey, I am new to sex toys and I'm picking my first one. What's the best first time sex toy? Or me and my partner are really into, um, you know, strap on anal sex. What is the best pegging dildo? Basically, a lot of the questions boil down to this flavor, which is, what is the best sex toy? Tell me what it is so I can go buy it. And it is not that simple. And 
the normal questions that I get asked like this on a rotating basis have been kicked into high gear now that it is holiday shopping season. More like discount season, because I found a lot of folks when all the sex toys go on sale for the holidays, that's the time they buy stuff for themselves. I'm not knocking buying gifts for people. However, I know a lot of you are like, oh, it is time to get me some stuff. So if you're in retail, if you are in the pleasure products industry, manufacturing, etc., you know that Black Friday kicks off this really hectic time in the world of sex toys. It is the key time where most of the sales happen and it lasts from the holiday shopping season straight through Valentine's Day. That is peak sex toy time of year. Everybody's buying and all the sales are happening. And this year, it's a little weirder than normal because of, well, supply shortages is one. I talked a little bit about this uh, in the intro to last week's podcast. So first, we've got, you know, the shipping containers floating out in the ocean filled with sex toys that are not in our stores. So, you know, we have that sort of thing. But then if you look at the sex toys that are made here in, in the United States, for instance, there aren't many. <laughs> Most of them are made in China, by the way. But the few that are made elsewhere, sometimes those supply issues still affect the manufacturing of those objects. So it could be that there is some weird little obscure component in the motor of these vibrators, and that one little thing comes from China. So now there's an issue. It could be if you listen to, I think it was 100, episode 156 with Glenise Kennard Moore, who is the person who invented the VDOM. The VDOM is a prosthetic that is also a an app-controlled pack-and-play device that can get hard at the touch of a phone. It was being made here, if I'm not mistaken, but there was one problem. There was a certain component that she needed to get to make the mechanics or the hydraulics or whatever work, could not get it. Even though this was an American-made part, because of the pandemic, this company who, like it was one company who made this part, this company also made medical supplies. And so they had diverted all their manufacturing to making you know respirators and stuff. So she couldn't get the part. So that's happening a lot. It happened with lube, with the bottles. When everyone started manufacturing hand sanitizer, people couldn't find bottles for the lubes, lotions, whatever kind of liquid they were manufacturing. It's still a problem. Don't get me wrong. So people had to switch packaging or they had to pay a fuck of a lot more for their packaging and prices went up. So long story short, Prices are going up because of that, and things are harder to find because of that. But specifically with the sex toy industry, there is a shortage right now of silicon metal. And I am not going to pretend that I know about the ins and outs or chemistry or whatever of manufacturing, because I do not. But what I do know, what I've heard from people in the industry is not only have prices been rising, 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 and supply is harder and harder to find, silicone specifically is going through the roof. There was an article in um, Bloomberg a couple weeks ago 
talking about the shortage of silicon metal, the price has skyrocketed something like 300%, and this affects silicone lube. And people in the industry are like, holy shit, have you seen the new wholesale prices for this coming quarter? All of these companies, their silicone lube prices have doubled. And you know that's going to be passed on the to the consumers. A lot of these retailers are already eating a lot of the increased costs because they're like, oh, we want to try to not raise prices, but they're getting to the point where they have to. So this is a long story short way of saying that a lot of folks are jumping on these sales right now more than usual because we're like, we don't know. We don't know if we're going to be able to get our jackrabbit dual stimulator vibrator come March. So might as well get it now when it's 50% off or whatever. So people are scrambling. They are buying sex toys that they didn't think they were going to buy. They're realizing like, oh shit, I better buy this stuff. So I'm getting all these questions, which is why I was like, this is an episode I need to do. Give people a little bit of direction because it's confusing. There are so many toys on the market. There's so much new tech. Uh, There's a lot of stuff. And I want to give you a heads up. I'm going to be talking a lot about toys specifically for people with vulvas, because the vast majority of toys and are for vulvas and the vast majority of people shopping for toys, no matter what body parts they're intended for, are people with vulvas. And they're also the toys I get the most questions about, because when it comes to selecting the right toys, you need to know the anatomy, you need to know how to figure out what type of pleasure and what type of sensation that you like. And because we don't talk about that stuff a lot, nobody taught us about the internal clitoris and sixth grade sex ed. Um, this is something that needs to be talked about for a lot of people to put that together as to, okay, if the body works like this and that, then these are the types of toys that might be good for somebody that likes XYZ kind of pleasure, if that makes sense. So we're going to get into a lot of anatomy. I will be talking about toys for people with penises. So don't worry, but I'm going to be concentrating on vulvas. So I'm going to start first with a little bit of etiquette before we get into anatomy and different types of toys and materials and things. Tips for sex toy gift giving. Because even though I know a lot of y'all are buying toys for yourself right now, because, you know, you need a little something, something I know, no shame, get those toys for yourself. There are some of us that want to give them as gifts. So I have a few pointers, I think like five, five tips for giving sex toys. The first, if you're buying a sex toy for somebody who is a partner of yours, who you intend to use it with, that you have sex with, it's really important to find the sweet spot between what you want and what they'll feel comfortable with or what you know they will want and satisfy their pleasure. First, don't go too far out of their comfort zone if, you know, oh, this is a new thing. I'm a little apprehensive. And don't disregard their boundaries. This is about them. The last thing somebody wants is a sex toy Homer gift. If you don't know what a Homer gift is, Homer Simpson. So like that's when you give someone you're close to a gift that you really want. And then you just end up using it all the time. 
Don't do that. It can mess with consent. It can be really awkward. They might not feel comfortable saying something because they don't want to like ruin the surprise or ruin the fact that you're so excited they gave you the gift. That happens on Christmas anyway, when grandma gives you that ugly ass sweater and you just plaster a smile on your face and you're like, oh, I love it. And then you're just going to throw it in a heap in your closet and you're never going to think about it again. But grandma doesn't have to know that. But when it's somebody giving you a sex toy that is then expected to be used with you, that's a whole new level of awkward. So don't do that. That is not a way to start a mutually enjoyable, sexy encounter. And I stress this even more if you're exploring kink. Do not go all out buying some serious gear. Kink gear can be expensive. You can spend hundreds of dollars. Do not do that unless you know that they've showed interest in this thing. You know that they really want it. Remember, it's not about you. Ken got me the infamous fuck saw, uh, which is a reciprocating saw. It's the body of a reciprocating saw with a, instead of a blade on it, it has a dildo. So it's like a handheld fucking machine. He got this for our second Christmas together. And even though he didn't ask me specifically, hey, do you want to fuck saw for Christmas? Because that's going to ruin the gift, right? He, he skirted around it, you know, like, oh, hey, what do you think about fucking machines? Have you ever been curious about them? Like, just in conversation, you know? So I had no idea he was fishing for gift information. And then asking me about similar things, like, have you heard of the drill-do? Which a drill-do is a handheld drill, but instead of a drill bit, there's a dildo, and it spins in a circle as opposed to go in and out like a fuck saw. Now, what do you think of the drill dough? Have you, oh, have you seen those? Like, oh, I just saw porn with one, you know? And so that's how he was able to like get some intel real sneaky like. So that's tip number two. Yes, you can get feedback without ruining the surprise. Just be creative. Maybe you're out walking and you're like, oh, hey, there's a, a sex shop, you know? Oh, there's a sugar. Let's walk in and just like browse. Let's do some window shopping. And then you can gauge like how they, what they think of certain toys that you're looking at. Maybe you can browse online together. Or you can even be like, oh, hey, did you hear this week's episode of American Sex Podcast? What did you think about some of the toys that she talked about? And if you are the partner and your partner actually said that to you and you're like, wait a minute, is are they setting me up to get a gift? Shh, just go along with it. Don't ruin the surprise. Give good feedback. Anyway, um, <laughs> but there are ways to have that conversation without ruining it. So tip number three. If it's a first toy or they aren't very proficient in toys, maybe they're a little uncomfortable and apprehensive. They want to experiment, but it's still like, oh, I feel weird. I got to get over my, you know, apprehension. Start small. Well, that's, I don't mean small in size. I mean, more simple. Start simple. Um, Start discreet. That's a good way to go to ease into it. Tip number four, this may seem obvious to a lot of people, but maybe not to everyone. Really consider who it is appropriate to give a sex toy 
two. If it's someone you're not intimately or that intimately involved with, and you're giving it to them as an icebreaker or a way to flirt or a way to let them know you're interested in them sexually. Mm, no, don't do that. It's a little awkward. Um, if it's a toy for a friend, like I've, I've given sex toys to plenty of my friends, but I know my friends like that. Like if this is a friend that has never before expressed an interest in sex toys, you don't have conversations like that with them. They haven't said like, oh yeah, I saw that the We Vibe Tango has a new version. God, I really want one, but I wish I could afford it. Like that's your in right there. Like they said they wanted one. But if it's a friend you've never had these conversations with, no, uh, definitely if it's like you're coworker, you know, your grandma, there's exceptions to everything. Definitely exceptions to everything. Like for me, I probably would get give sex toys to coworkers because of the industry I'm in. But you know, an average situations, probably not. And if my grandma were still alive, she's pretty cool like that. I might, you know, but again, that's not everybody's situation. So if there is even a shadow of a doubt that it might be awkward, do not do it. So my fifth tip, I want to address the new to sex toys couples specifically, and even more specifically, those that are heterosexual couples. This shouldn't be the case, right? If we lived in our ideal sex positive world, this should not be the case, but we don't. So sometimes it is. Uh, Sometimes people with penises feel threatened by sex toys, right? That's a plain fact. We know it shouldn't be, but think about it. Heterosexual sex, heterosexual culture, couplehood, relationships, etc., are very much informed by the backward-ass cultural norms that we talk about on this podcast all the freaking time, right? Where it's threatening. Oh, what? Your wife wants a sex toy? Oh, my goodness. Um, we don't see this as much with queer couples, because outside the box, pleasure seeking, you know, with the ego set aside, that kind of sex is more of the norm. It's not a big deal. Now, although if you're going to get a get like, let's say you are the, uh, the woman in a heterosexual coupling, you know, you're, we're talking to your stereotypical suburban husband and wife that lives on the corner with the 2.2 kids, whatever, right? You're going to get your, your male partner uh, sex toys for Christmas. First of all, again, if it's something that there is a huge like, mm, no, oh my God, absolutely not, no way, y'all need to do some talking and working on this first before you bring that in. But if they've shown a little bit of interest, but they're also apprehensive, then maybe, right? But if you're going to do that, make sure that you don't just buy something for yourself. Again, a Homer gift, right? Because a, lo- a lot of the sex toys out there are for people with vulvas. So it's hard to think outside the box and be like, well, what else can I get but a dildo or vibrator or something? You can do a few things to make it a we thing as opposed to a me thing. For instance, let's say you get uh, one of those couples toys that maybe is meant to be worn during intercourse that that pleases both of you. 
uh, one of the vibrating cock rings, that sort of thing that can even be used solo on them. That's another great way to pick maybe a stroker or a tanga egg, or again, one of those vibrating uh, cock rings, right? That feels really good just being worn. And then you use that as a blowjob helper, that sort of thing to sort of extend the silicone olive branch to be like, hey, look at how much sex toys are fun. And even though I was using this on you, we both really had a good experience. And this was something new and novel and exciting. Sometimes it's just that little tiny step of seeing like, hey, See, see from the other side. Now, maybe let's add something that we can use on me the next time. Another big factor in this heterosexual couples and sex toys thing is the pleasure gap. And what is the pleasure gap? It is basically if you Go and look at studies that have been done, you know, Kinsey Institute data, Masters and Johnson's time and time and time again, they give us pretty much the same picture. Random statistics from one of these studies, but they're all kind of similar. In a survey of 2000 people, it found that 95% of people with penises climax nearly every time they have partnered heterosexual sex versus 57% of the people with vaginas. In first-time hookup sex, 55% of people with penises said they orgasmed, and only 4% of people with vulvas did. In the book Becoming Cliterate by Lori Mintz, it says 95% of people with vaginas need some kind of clitoral stimulation, either just clitoral stimulation by itself or in addition to penetration to reach orgasm. And incidentally, we don't see this orgasm discrepancy or lack of overall orgasms when we look at data from partners that both have vulvas. So heterosexual couples, I'm specifically speaking to the masculine people in that partnership, sex toys are not a threat. They are a tool to make sure that both of you are having a good time. It's a good thing. And along those lines, I just have to say, I don't want to give the impression that orgasm is the goal of all sex. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes for people with vulvas, that's it. Like once we have the orgasm, we're too sensitive, we're too, and some of us, you know, we can have 18 in a row, but orgasm isn't always the goal. Talk to your partner, figure out what they like. Do they, is it really important to them to reach orgasm? Or is sometimes the best sex, I know for me, the best sex is before the orgasm. Once the orgasm happens, it's like, womp, womp. And even if I can work myself up to a second orgasm, there is nothing as good as the feeling like just before the first orgasm. If I could like edge myself at, 
if if zero is no sensation and 10 is orgasm, if I'm like at a seven or eight, that's the best. Like keep me at a seven or eight for hours, maybe not hours because that's a little a lot, but you know what I'm saying. Talk to your partner about that, but orgasm-oriented sex, making that the goal all the time, isn't really the point either. And sometimes when we focus too much on that orgasm, that can be like a buzzkill. It could be the stage fright. It could, whether it's performance anxiety, whether it makes us feel even more broken because maybe we're one of those people that takes 40 minutes to reach orgasm and that is not abnormal. So don't feel bad about that. But if someone's like, Wait, are you close? Or did you come yet? Did you? Then it makes us like, oh, great. Okay. I'm broken. If you're just, shh, it's good. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Okay. So now that all that is out of the way, Let's talk specifically about how to figure out what kind of pleasure that you want from a sex toy. I'm going to start talking about people with vulvas, and I'm also going to start from the point of view of a sex toy newbie. And that's not to say all of you listening are sex toy newbies. If you're like, come on, I'm advanced. I don't need that trust me, you are still going to get some good information here. So just go with me. If you don't have a vulva or vagina, but you have a partner that does, or you want to go shopping for stuff that you can use together or, or whatever, not, you know, they can use alone. You're looking at buying a gift, whatever. This is going to help you too. So before I get into the nitty gritty, I'm going to assume that most of you American fuckers listening, if you're not already sex toy users, you are at least on board with the idea of using them one day, right? But even even if you're like, I use sex toys all the time, I love sex toys, oh, they're so great, you might still buy into some of the myths that we all carry around from our backward ass, you know, puritanical ideals we have in this country. So let's bust some sex toy myths. A lot of people think that using a vibrator will lead to a permanent loss of sensitivity. I'm going to tell you right now that is absolutely not true. You are not going to ruin yourself using a vibrator. Granted, can using a vibrator lead to a very temporary loss of sensitivity? Sure, it can. Uh, If you use a very high-powered vibrator, you can sometimes feel like, wow, like my crotch feels numb. Like if you use um, a magic wand, a lot of people say when they use the Hitachi magic wand, it's so powerful. They almost feel like like they're numb for a little bit or like real tingly. It's kind of akin to if you are leaning on the couch on your elbow watching TV in a certain way and you stay that way for too long, you start to get the pins and needles in your arm and then your arm falls asleep, right? Or gets numb, whatever. But then- you get up, you move your arm around a little bit, you realize like, oh, that feels funny. You know, you get up, you move it around, you rub it a little. And five, 10, whatever minutes later, you're fine. You, f- you did not permanently hurt yourself. Nothing's wrong with you. Same with our genitals. It's kind of like you leaned on them too hard a little bit too long and just like lay off for a couple of minutes. You'll be fine. So if it feels like, oh, when I use a vibrator, it's leading to loss of sensitivity, that could be what's going on. And it's not a big deal. And it's not a real loss of sensitivity. Another thing that might be going on is our genitals kind of have muscle memory. 
And part of this might be like actually physically in our genitals, and part of it might be psychologically. We don't know, but this is the best way to paint a picture. Your genitals have muscle memory. So if you, that means if you get off the same way time and time again, you only have one vibrator, let's say. You use it all the time in the same exact way. That's all you ever do. Yeah, your body's going to get used to it. It's going to get a little bit harder, perhaps, to get off each time because maybe that's that novelty of that feeling sort of wears off. So it might take longer, or you may get very used to that feeling to the point where if you try to get off another way, it's like, whoa, this is real different. I I can't get off like this. Again, this is nothing that is permanent. Not at all. You just get used to, like, for instance, I'm one of those people. I eat the same thing for lunch every single day. And when I have something different, I feel a little off. Like, whoa, what's this? Oh, now I'm, what if I get hungrier earlier than normal because this is a different food? And uh, But once I did that a few times, I'd be fine. Your, your genitals are kind of like that. So you sort of rewire the neural pathways to, to pleasure or what you're used to. So that might mean, you know, if you found yourself in that rut, use a different toy for a while. I, I usually tell people have a variety of toys. Don't just have one toy or maybe switch back and forth between your hand and a toy. Mix it up, shake it up, surprise your brain and body, make it new. Uh, but none of this is any kind of permanent, like I'm ruining myself. So don't worry about that. Another myth is that toys are for solo masturbation only. You know, if you have a partner, you don't need a toy. Uh, you only fall back on toys if you don't have the real thing because the real thing is better. Or you use toys because the real thing that you have isn't that good. That's all a bunch of crap. You know, that sort of ties into the threat of sex toys and heterosexual relationships. Toys are great for solo. Toys are great for partners. Toys are great at orgies. Toys are not better than your partner. Your partner isn't necessarily better than your toys either because it's not a competition. It's it's not like one's better and one's worse. It's not comparing apples and apples. It's not even some maybe even comparing, you know, fruit, apples and bananas. It's like comparing apples and laundry baskets. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally different. Um, And none of it's wrong. One isn't better than the other. It's there for fun, variety, novelty. You know, sometimes you may want to reach uh, a higher state of arousal quicker, right? So then it's like, I could walk three miles to get to, to the place I need to go to get to the market, right? I could walk three miles. Or I could take a bike bike will be faster. Maybe I won't get to stop along the way and like smell the flowers, but it'll get me there quicker. Um, you know, get my heart beating more, right? Get me breathing more. Or I could drive the car. Then I get there real fast. But I'm not gonna stop and see anything because I got my eyes on the road. None of those choices are wrong. They all have benefits and they all have drawbacks. Some of those get you one thing 
quicker, like getting you there to your destination. And if that's your goal and you want to do it as fast as possible, great. Others, you know, you could take the slow, nice route. One isn't better than the other. It's all about variety. Another myth is, there's a big one. This is the next thing we're going to tackle. That the same types of toys work for everybody the same. So people asking me, what's the best sex toy? Right? Oh, what's better? Womanizer or satisfier? Ha ha ha. Which one's better? And I, I can't tell you that. Yes, there are some toys that consistently knock it out of the park. You know, most people are like, this is pretty good. Maybe they are made with quality materials. They have a really good motor, you know, whatever it is. A lot of people tend to like them, but there's still no holy grail toy that is best for everyone. And the same goes, you know, there are toys that aren't that great. There's some real losers out there. Maybe they have mechanical defects or they're just not that good. But the majority of toys fall somewhere in between. So one toy, let's say, someone could say, wow, the vibrations, they are so weak. Oh, God, that toy does nothing for me, even on high. And another person can use that same toy. Maybe they're a little bit more sensitive. And the vibrations are perfect for them. We have this bigger, faster, better sort of mentality with sex toys. That does not work for everybody. Sometimes bigger, faster, better ruins it. We are all individuals. So it's subjective. We have to figure out what works best for us. When it comes to picking out a sex toy, if you have a vulva or vagina, you have to determine a bunch of different things about yourself first. And then you need to match those things up with the features of whatever toy that you're considering. So number one, you need to ask yourself, do you prefer clitoral stimulation or do you prefer penetration? And this is going to make a huge difference in the type of toy you're going to buy. Like, are you going to get a dildo, some sort of insertable, or are you going to get one of those like little palm-sized external or bullet vibrators or whatever? That's a huge distinction. Those are vastly different toys. And it's one that people a lot of times don't think of because the vast majority of people get off via clitoral stimulation, right? I I told you that statistic before, but that doesn't mean everybody does. So the people who get off from internal, from penetration, may kind of gloss over that or may think, am I broken? Because everyone else seems to like clit stimulation, and I don't like it, and I like penetration. But that must be weird, because I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. So they they sort of poo-poo what their needs are. And, you know, that one statistic uh, from the book that I quote, I think it was 90 or 95%, that is on the high end. Other statistics say people with vulvas somewhere that usually falls from the 70 to 90% range needs some sort of clitoral stimulation, whether it's alone or in combination with insertion. But so, okay, let's say you're in that 30 or whatever percent. You might not even consider that being a viable option because you just assume since you are in the minority, you, you your needs are probably not what your needs really are. You, oh, you, oh, yeah, all the clit toys. It's okay. It's okay. 
But if you're in that 30%, you may not really give thorough consideration to what you really like and realize if that's penetration, that is more than fine. Just because you're in the minority doesn't mean that your preferences are wrong. And if you do like penetration, then boil it down to larger, smaller, more shallow, like G-spot stimulation, deeper A-spot stimulation. What kind of penetration do you like? Because if you're picking an insertable, those things are going to help you. So let's talk about clit stim. I'm one of those clit stim people. And no two clit stims are the same. There's such variety there. So the first thing you want to ask yourself if you're picking a clitoral toy, do you like broad surface area stimulation or do you like very pinpointed stimulation? So if you already use vibrators, this is going to be relatively easy to figure out. Uh, Wide surface area stimulation is something that's going to cover your entire not only clitoral area, but the surrounding tissue as well. It could even be your entire vulva or labia area. If you're familiar with toys like wand vibrators that have a really wide head, a Hitachi magic wand, that's the type of toy that I'm talking about. If you haven't used toys and you are normally used to masturbating with your hands, you might ask, like, do you put a number of fingers there and rub with two or three fingers on a wider area? Or do you pinpoint? So you take maybe a fingernail or a fingertip at a very particular spot and stick to that spot. So that's the the wide surface area versus pinpoint. So in vibrators, that might be something with a more pointed tip on it, um, something that flicks or even one of those air pulsating toys that a lot of people call suction toys, like the womanizer or the satisfier, but they actually aren't really sucking. That's more of a pinpointed sensation. And then ask yourself about intensity. Do you like a lot or just a little bit? Are you sensitive or are you not sensitive? Do you pull the clitoral hood back and go straight for your clit? Or do you just touch around it and you can't touch it directly because it's sensitive. Again, even sex positive culture leads us to believe like the more powerful, the better, but that's not true for everybody. So keep that in mind. Another thing is ask yourself, do you prefer rumbly or buzzy vibrations? And if you're like, what the fuck is rumbly versus buzzy? Don't worry. I had that question too. And it took me a minute to figure out. If you read um, sex bloggers, Oftentimes, you will get the impression that a rumbly vibrator is better. The deeper rumblier vibrations are more quality. They feel better. They blah, blah, blah. When I heard that, I was like, "Mm," because you know what? My body prefers buzzy. Not always, but that's my go-to. And I felt broken. You know, just like... Sex positive culture. Yeah, we're sex positive, but we're still mm, judgy, I guess, you know, right? We're like, oh, vibrators always have to be the most powerful. Oh, vibrators are always better when they're rumbly. It's not true. 
Maybe I like Buzzy and I'm in the minority, but that's what I like, right? So let me explain to you the difference between Rumbly and Buzzy. It has to do with the vibrations, the almost the frequency of the vibrations. I usually say that Buzzy, I imagine very shallow vibrations, a very like short sort of wavelength, if you were to imagine like what the sound wavelength might look like, right? So that is a very surface area level feeling. It only penetrates into the body a very short amount, a few millimeters, that sort of thing. So I compare it to if you're touching yourself, right? A buzzy vibrator might be like a tickle, that you only feel on the surface of your skin, right? You feel it right where your fingers are tickling you. That's about it. Rumbly, however, the vibrations really penetrate deep into your tissue, into your meat. It's almost like a deep tissue massage. So instead of tickling yourself, you're giving that deep tissue massage and it's kind of making everything around it relax. Your body really carries those vibrations deep into itself. We tend to see a lot of the very inexpensive vibrators as buzzy vibrators, especially back in the day. Those hard plastic vibrators, super duper buzzy. Um, But again, just because the cheaper vibrators tend to be buzzy, not always, it's a general rule of thumb, and they're definitely expensive vibrators that are still buzzy as hell, Um, it sort of became an sort of a value judgment, like, oh, the expensive vibrators are rumbly, and that's what you should like, which I don't really like that vibe. (laughs) That was a pun. But uh, you like what you like. Buzzy or rumbly, one isn't better than the other. I would say if you are near a sex shop that you can go into and they have vibrators on display, ask the person that works there, hey, I want to feel a rumbly vibrator versus a buzzy vibrator. Generally, rumbly vibrators, uh, the company Fun Factory, their vibrators tend to be very deep and rumbly and really penetrate into the body. Some larger wand vibrators also tend to be rumbly, but not all of them. The Wee Vibe Tango, even though it's a little tiny bullet, which they have actually just updated in the last year or so, the Wee Vibe Tango now has a silicone sleeve around it. They're Whether you have the first version or the new version, they're both excellent. They're little tiny bullet vibrators. And usually little tiny bullet vibrators are cheaper and they are buzzier. However, this little thing, the Wee Vibe Tango, is rumbly as hell. Uh, so those are just a few examples. But if you can go into a sex shop and say, hey, can can I touch Rumbly versus Buzzy so I can actually feel what those differences feel like? That is a good thing to know when you're buying vibrators. You can usually look up sex review bloggers and they will tell you, oh yeah, this vibrator is very Rumbly or this is kind of on the Buzzy side, that sort of thing. That is information you want to know to know what your body feels like. And why is this important? The clitoris, you know, the the bean that we see, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the clitoral glands. The full structure of the clitoris, the vast majority of it is inside the body, underneath the labia. It surrounds the vagina sort of like a wishbone, right? 
And those rumbly vibrators tend to affect the internal parts of the clitoris more, where the buzzy vibrators, if you're putting it on the clitoral glands, the head of your clit, the little bean, it'll vibrate that part, but it won't penetrate deep into your body to hit the rest of the clitoral structure. Again, more and bigger and deeper is not necessarily better in this case. There are definitely just individual preferences. I don't like deeper, bigger, rumblier. It's it's too much for me, even though I can take a hell of a lot of buzzy. Bodies are weird. And I'll give you a little tip really quick uh, about the clitoris, which is kind of interesting. You ever look down your pants and find Santa's beard? And I'm not talking neat trims and looking good Christmas Eve Santa's beard. I mean, off-season Santa's beard. You know, the 11 months out of the year when Santa's chilling at home in the same stained t-shirt he's been wearing all week, binging Game of Thrones, playing Xbox and eating Hot Pockets. Yeah, unkempt, scraggly beard Santa is what I'm talking about. This holiday season, give the gift of Manscaped, whether it's for the scraggly crotch Santa in your life or for yourself. And you can go to manscaped.com and use the code SUNNY for 20% off and free shipping. Make hairy jingle balls a thing of the past with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer. It has proprietary advanced skin safe technology to help you avoid nicks and cuts. Plus, it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. This hygiene bundle also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver, an anti chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner, plus a pair of Manscaped anti chafing boxers. Manscaped has some great new products too, like Ultra premium body wash and they just launched their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner again get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code sunny s-u-n-n-y at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d.com with the code sunny naughty or nice manscaped is the number one gift on santa's list It's time to seek out pleasure in every area of your life, from how you start your mornings to how you wind down at night and everything in between. You deserve to enjoy it all. Dipsy Stories wants you to find joy and confidence in and out of the bedroom. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories, and now they even have brand new written stories, too. No matter who you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere. Close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only really good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There's hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. And Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore, and sleep sessions to help you drift off. For listeners of American Sex Podcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sunny, that's S-U-N-N-Y. 
Yeah, I said 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash sunny. That's dipseastories.com slash sunny. We're not exactly sure why, because science has not caught up with everything that we should know, especially about vulvas and vaginas. Like, it, it's only been a couple of decades since the internal clitoris has become a widely known thing, so we have a long way to go. We don't know a lot about how the nerves of the clitoris work, or at least when I say we, I mean broad, wide, common medical industry knowledge. But anecdotally, people who like to flick beans have noticed that there are two very sensitive areas on the clitoral glands. If you look at the head of the clitoris, the bean, at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, kind of like when you're driving, how they say put your hands at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, if I'm looking straight at the clitoris, like someone is laying on their back in front of me and I'm looking at their vulva, it's to me what would be 10 and 2. Those are very powerful areas. Again, for somebody who likes their clitoral glands directly touched, which is not everybody, stimulating right on one of those spots. And for most people, it tends to be 10 o'clock, but there are some people who are two o'clock people. That is the spot. Like when you're playing video games and you're trying to kill the big boss, right? And you're like throwing spells or, you know, hitting them with your weapons, whatever you're doing, whatever game you're playing. And then like, you go in for that finishing move, like that big, like, I'm going to get the big butt. 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock are the finishing moves for the clitoral orgasm for many people. Why? We're not sure. Uh, but just try that out. By the way, when I'm talking about rumbly and buzzy, it doesn't necessarily have to apply just to clitorises. If you have a penis and you enjoy vibration on your penis, by all means, this rumbly and buzzy information is good for you to know, too. One of Ken's favorite toys, hands down, is the Fun Factory Manta. And as I said, pretty much all Fun Factory toys are pretty rumbly. Um, it's it's hard to describe. Please go look it up. Uh, I have the links in the show notes. And by the way, Anything that I mentioned, please go to the show notes and use my links because not only does that help benefit our podcast and you know kicks us a little support without you having to spend an extra dime, I have a lot of discounts too. So fun factory, if you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Sunny Fun Factory, all one word, they're doing 25% off everything on their site and some other discounts too on top of that until December 1st. So the Fun Factory Manta is a silicone vibrator that has almost, this isn't going to sound sexy, but it like two lobster claws kind of, but they're sort of floppy and made of silicone. And oh my goodness, Ken loves this thing so much. Oh my good. He goes on and on and on and on about it. It's Manta, M-A-N-T-A. And they have now, they just released this for the holidays. It's so cute. The Blow and Glow Kit which is on like deep ass discount right now. But here's what you get. You get the the Manta, which the Manta not only is it great for solo play, not only is it great for blowjobs, you can put it on you 
it turns your penis in like it vibrates your whole penis, like turning your penis into a vibrator, and then you can fuck somebody else, which is kind of cool too. You also you get with this kit the Manta, the NOS N O with the line over. Is it NOS or NOS? I always fuck that up. Their toys are really high quality. They're like silicone rechargeable, the whole deal. Any all the quality you want. They're a German company. They're like the BMWs of sex toys. You also get a massage candle. You get six video workshops from Ashley Manta. You get four games to help you expand your play. And you get a custom hair scrunchie because, you know, if you're using the Manta and you're giving a blowjob, you want to put that hair back, which is so cute. Uh, I love that. It's the Blow and Glow Kit or just the Manta, M-A-N-T-A. Highly recommended. I also want to talk about these air pulsator toys. Now, these are toys that are strictly meant for clitorises. Normally, when you see sex toys, whether they're in a store or let's say they're advertised online, I hate it when I see retailers say, oh, here's the section for toys for men and toys for women. Like we're past that, right? And sometimes you'll see toys for penises and toys for vaginas. It's a little better. However, a lot of sex toys, even though like the Manta, for instance, yes, the Manta was designed to be used on a penis. But you know what? I've put the end of one of the little floppy parts of the Manta to my clit and I've used it. Like, you know, a tool is a tool. We're creative. But these air pulsators, they're one where it's like, you, we've tried like, oh, how is it on a nipple? Nope. How is it on the head of a peanut? Nope. It's like, they're for clitorises. And they look like, kind of look like ear thermometers. And a lot of people say, okay, the little hole in there, it sucks. You put the hole over your clitoris. And it feels like it sucks your clit, but it's really like air being blown so hard that it's it's moving your clit around and making it feel like it's being sucked. It's uh, I'm not a sex toy designer, but just trust me. It's not sucking it, even though it feels like it. But um, there are a number of different companies. You know, I, I talk a lot about Satisfyer. They're one of our sponsors. I love Satisfyer, um, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R. And yeah, we have a code, Sunny3030. They're great. And they're great when you're on a budget, too. All their new line of toys, they are remote control, app controlled, you know, on your phone. They have the air pulsators that are excellent, and they are really inexpensive, and they run sales all the time. However, there's also the Womanizer. Womanizer is pretty damn good. I really like Womanizer. Like, Womanizer and Satisfyer are neck and neck for me, you know? They both feel a little different because... Each company, you know, they have different motors, they have different. So there's going to be slight differences. They're both very good. Womanizer, more expensive. Absolutely. There's also Lalo has the Sona, and they may have a new one that does air pulsating. I don't really fuck with Lalo anymore because they've done some shady stuff business-wise that I'm not really hip to. Um, but their Sona, it cut me. Like it sucked up a part of my clitoris and smashed it and I was bleeding. Like it was bad. And there have been a handful of people that the same thing has happened to them. 
there's a little plate, like a little mechanism deep inside the toy that goes up and down to like make the air pulse. And somehow my a little bit of my bits got sucked up behind the plate and was smashed by that little thing going back and forth. It was horrible. Sorry if I trigger warning, I should have done that already. Um, but yeah, not the kind of sadomasochism, you know, non-consensual, not into that. And there have been other people who have reported the same thing happening to them. Not a whole lot. I mean, it's a small handful. One person I did hear about, uh, I think there was a Reddit thread at some point damaged themselves to the point where I think they needed physical therapy, like they lost feeling there was some sort of nerve damage or something, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not too hip on the sauna. However, I am in the vast minority. You know, I'm probably like the 0.000 of a percent that had a serious issue with the sauna. A lot of people love it. I'm not a fan. I'm also not a fan of the company. I'm not going to get into why now, but they've done some really shady shit late recently. And I'm just kind of a lot of the sex positive industry and the bloggers were kind of a little over them. Uh, but that's that's a story for another day. But there's also the Wee Vibe Melt. Mm, this this is it. I don't know what it is about the Wee Vibe Melt. Uh, Wee Vibe makes all sorts of different toys. They're usually most known for their wearable couples toys. And I'm making the finger quotes you can't see because, again, with a little bit of imagination, a tool can be used 80 gazillion different ways. And I love to use those wearable couples vibes, not during penetrative intercourse as they are designed, but like I'll put it on me when I am giving strap-on sex. I will put it on me and wear it out as like a remote control vibrator when we're walking in the park. And, you know, because you can do your phone with those too. But the Wee Vibe Melt is one of those air pulsators that looks like the satisfier, the womanizers, et cetera. And I don't know what it is about this. My body just loves the way this toy, you know, the power, exactly precisely the way it feels. Is that going to be for you? I don't know. But those are a few that are kind of awesome. I find that they are more difficult to use in a partnered scenario unless it's long distance. Make that exception. Because basically, you wedge it between your labia, you put it on your clitoris. Most people like to use them not where they're holding them, but they just like put it in place, like set it and forget it, right? And when you move, the feeling is so intense. Do you ever have a sexual feeling that is so intense, it almost hurts? If you move the wrong way, it goes from the best thing to the worst thing. That's sort of how these air pulsators are for a lot of people. So they tend to be great for solo play because then you can control like who's moving the bed, who is, oh, you expect me to move and not just stay here paralyzed in orgasmic bliss? Well, shit, that's going to ruin everything. I love to use them long distance because most of these toys now have apps. Satisfier has app. The We Vibe Melt has an app. I believe a lot of the womanizers do, but I haven't used one in a while. So don't quote me on that. Look that up. Give the control to somebody else who's in Ohio and you're in California and play long distance while you're on Skype because then you're not moving. 
but they're controlling it. That's kind of nice. So the air pulsators are great for that. And if you're like, well, where the hell do I get, you know, I told you where to get Satisfier. Uh, some of the others, I'd say the one of the best places, if you're going to try to use my code is lovehoney. If you go to bit.ly, lovehoney, L-O-V-E-H-O-N-E-Y, one five, then you can get my discounts, yada, yada. They're having lots of sales. And Love Honey is a huge retailer. And they literally have almost everything you can imagine. So that's a good bet. Also, as an added bonus, all of the companies I mentioned, aside from Womanizer, like if you go to Satisfier, or you look at what WeVibe has to offer, those two especially have wearable couples vibrators, have really awesome rechargeable silicone cock rings, and all of these places, I only recommend those that use premium grade silicone, that are companies with good reputations, etc. Their their toys are rechargeable, the whole deal. Those are great ones to look into if you want the couple stuff, if you want the cock ring. They also have butt toys and specifically vibrating prostate toys. I'll give you a little tip on some prostate toys. If you get a butt plug, it's not designed to really reach the prostate. You know, people with penises have prostates unless they've had prostate cancer or had it medically removed for some reason. But not all butt plugs will reach prostates. They're not made to reach prostates. Prostate toys have a little curve on them, similar to when you see a G-spot toy has a little curve on it. A lot of toys are hybrid, like this is good for G-spots, or prostates. The curves are a little bit different on each. Like there's just subtle technical design differences for a G-spot versus a prostate. They're really subtle, right? Like maybe you could use a toy for the G-spot anally. Make sure everything you put in your butt has a base, by the way, or it'll get lost up there. However, is it perfect? No, same with using a prostate toy on the G-spot. It's close, but not always hits the mark. So if you're buying a prostate toy, make sure you buy one with a curve that is specifically made for the prostate because you have the better chance of it reaching the spot it needs to reach. And for just butt toys in general, whether you have a prostate or not, let's say you don't have a prostate and you're looking for a really good butt plug. I highly recommend those from B-Vibe. That's one of those companies you can either go straight to their website or look on places like Love Honey. They're carried pretty much at all major retailers. And the cool thing about B-Vibe, not only are they beautiful toys that are very well made, B-Vibe made the first what they call rimming plug. It actually has beads on the inside, sort of like you think of the old jackrabbits from the early 2000s that had the little beads. You can't see the beads. They're just in there. You can feel them. And they rotate around and make nice little stimulation right around your butthole when you're wearing the butt plug. And again, these are remote control. They're really awesome. So if you're looking for a really good motorized butt plug, I highly recommend B-Vibe. 
there is so much out there when it comes to sex toys and what's the latest and greatest for various different situations and bodies, etc. But of course, I don't have that much time. I have only scratched the surface, but hopefully this is enough to get you started. But this wouldn't be well-rounded if I didn't talk about G-spots and G-spot toys. And rather than jump straight to the toys, let's jump straight to how we're approaching the G-spot. Because a lot of folks, when they're looking for G-spot toys, especially if they're shopping for another person, not only aren't really sure what to get, but maybe G-spot play is new. And popular media gives us the impression that the G-spot is like a holy grail or a magic button or a hidden treasure that once we find it and learn how to work it, that our lives will change, we'll be speaking in tongues, uh, our sex will be completely different. And I just want to throw out there that that is not the case. I mean, you know, maybe for the rare person, lucky you, but that's not the norm. In fact, some people don't like their G-spots played with at all. We have this false belief in our society that G-spot play or internal stimulation is superior. It's better than just that easy clitoral stimulation. And that's just not true. It's like everything. Some people really, really love it. And some people are like, oh, this doesn't really feel great. That's weird. I don't like it. I don't like this thing. So know that going into buying your first G-spot toys or experimenting with G-spot play, that it may not turn out how you think it's going to turn out. But generally, for G-spots, I don't have a lot of specific toy recommendations. My number one for G-spots will always and forever be the Enjoy Pure Wand, N-J-O-Y Pure Wand. It's one of those ones that it's a classic. It's available everywhere, whether it's Love Honey or any other major retailer. And it looks like a stainless steel curved, almost like a comma with a bulb at each end and that classic curved shape, whether it's the actual Enjoy Pure Wand or another toy. Some are made of silicone, some vibrate, but it's that shape that the vast majority of people with G-spots prefer. Because this isn't a whole G-spot class, but long story short, when you're stimulating the G-spot, it's constant steady pressure at the shallow end of the vagina. It's just maybe an inch or two in on the anterior wall, which is up towards the tummy. And it's usually a constant steady pressure. Some people like a like a knocking on it. Some people like a pulling on it. And those curved toys with a ball at the end are great to deliver that variety of very specific G-spot pleasure. Now, this also wouldn't be a well-rounded conversation if I didn't talk about some of my favorite recommendations for people with penises. 
Once upon a time, the only thing out on the market were crude-looking, strange toys that are a disembodied butt or a part of a torso or a weird mouth that, you know what, if you like it and that's your thing, more power to you. But I know some folks are like, oh, really? That's it? Mm, uh, It's not really my thing. There is so much out there these days. Now, I already talked about rechargeable silicone cock rings. They are great whether you're playing with a partner or whether you're playing alone. One of the ones I already mentioned was the the NOS, the NOS, N with an O with a line over it, S from Fun Factory, that deep rumbly vibe. It's part of the glow and blow set along with the Manta that I also talked about or, you know, by itself. Also, though, there are other companies that make similar rechargeable silicone vibrators. Satisfier does. Those are Bluetooth controlled, so you can control them from anywhere in the world. WeVibe does as well. And those are both brands that I highly recommend. We also talked a little bit about prostate toys and butt plugs and that a regular butt plug might work for you and might reach your prostate, but it also might not. And the thing is with sex toys, when you buy them, you can't return them if you find out they're not a good fit. So if you want better odds of that butt toy being a good fit and hitting the prostate, go for some of those prostate-specific toys. And those companies are already mentioned, Fun Factory, Satisfier, and WeVibe all have really awesome silicone butt toys. And the Satisfier ones, the WeVibe ones have that Bluetooth app that can be controlled from anywhere. An honorable mention when it comes to any kind of Bluetooth toy are toys by the company Love Ents. They're pretty popular. A lot of cam performers use Love Ents toys, and they're also controllable from anywhere in the world using an app. But let's get to strokers. We think of your stereotypical fleshlight as a stroker. And, you know, something soft with a hole in it that you can squirt lube in that duplicates a mouth, a butt, a pussy, that sort of thing. And fleshlights are awesome. I'm not knocking fleshlights. There's also a lot more out there, though. I'll get to that in a second. But if you like fleshlight, they have all sorts of different kinds. They have ones that are modeled after different adult stars with different feelings on the inside. And you can get the Fleshlight Quick Shot Shower Mount. It's like $9.99. It's a very inexpensive little accessory. You stick that to the wall of your shower and you can just basically fuck the wall hands-free. It's kind of awesome. But if you're into strokers, another excellent company is Tanga. You may have heard Ken. He goes on and on about Tanga. He has been a fan of Tanga for, gosh, the last decade or so. The Tenga Flip Hole is one that is a favorite. It is award-winning. It is talked about. And also the Flip Hole Zero adds vibration to the mix. Now, these aren't cheap toys. So, you know, a time of year when there's discounts is a good time to look into them. 
An honorable mention from Tenga, which I had mentioned earlier, is the Tenga egg. Those are single-use, very stretchy strokers. Even though they're designed for single-use, if you rinse them out real well and take good care of them, I know Ken has used his up till about maybe eight or ten times until they get a little, uh, but, you know, it's all how you take care of it and a little bit of the luck of the draw. And lastly, in order to use strokers, which again is the toy that comes to mind when we think of people with penises, something with a hole, something you can fuck. But there's a lot of other stuff out there too. And a lot of other stuff that doesn't require a full erection to use. Because you know what? Yeah, erections are nice and all. But sometimes things can feel good when you're kind of semi or not at all. Or erections don't happen all the time. And that's perfectly fine. So some of the vibrators that I had talked about, the Manta that I had already mentioned, there's also the Hot Octopus Pulse 2, the Cobra Libre, also by Fun Factory, is another favorite. And all of these do not require an erection to use. And lastly, think outside the box, right? You can use toys that are maybe marketed towards one type of person with a certain body part doesn't mean you can't use it other ways. For those who like external prostate massage, which is basically putting a vibrator on your taint, flat head vibrators are great for that. So think of your Hitachi magic wand, wide surface area type toys. Oh, and one thing I can't forget to mention, going back to prostates, Yeah, there's a lot of fancy Bluetooth remote control toys out there. But if you want something that's just a great classic that's not mechanized, Aneros. The plugs and toys by Aneros are second to none. They were originally, way back in the day, created for medical purposes, for prostate massage, because there's all sorts of potential health benefits that some believe can happen from prostate massage. And urologists can give you a prostate massage. But you know what? They won't take you out to dinner. They won't blow you at the same time. It's just not as fun. So why not do it in your bedroom, right? The Aneros prostate toys are great. The last thing I want to throw out is a consideration, especially if you're in gift buying mode or you're buying something for you to use with a partner is sex furniture. I love, 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 love Liberator. You may have heard of the Liberator Wedge. It's a big kind of ramp, like a soft, fuzzy ramp. And they make all different shapes, sex pillows, some of the sex pillows you can put a dildo in. So maybe your partner with a vagina is straddling the sex pillow with the dildo in it, and then you're penetrating them from behind. So they get a DP, but you don't need to invite an extra person over to your house. The Liberator furniture is great for so many things, whether like for me, hey, I'm 50 now, I got aches and pains and creaks and and whatnot. It takes the pressure off my knees. It puts my pelvis up in just the right spot. You ever put a bunch of pillows under somebody's butt because you're trying to get them just to the right height so that give them oral or whatever. You don't have to balance them on a tower of pillows when you have this kind of sex furniture. 
it makes things very easy. It's built to put you in the right positions. As I said, if you have any mobility issues, if you're disabled, um, if you're somebody of size, if for whatever reason, it's hard for you to hold yourself in certain positions for a long time, boom. But guess what? If you're able-bodied and you work out a lot and you got a lot of stamina, still, sometimes sex is tiring. And instead of sitting there being tired, like my elbows are going to give out. My, oh, God, I'm trying to keep my butt up. I can't, I can't concentrate on pleasure because ah, my leg's falling asleep. Sex furniture. I am telling you, for people of all abilities, all ages, all sizes, sex furniture, I will preach that from the rooftops till the day I die. You do not know mo- what you are missing. If you don't have some sex furniture, even if it's a small sex pillow, a little tiny ramp or something that is huge, you know, whether it's a wedge ramp combo, like Liberator makes the wedge ramp combo. And I, and I, I don't have the prices in front of me. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Um, but I want to say normal price. Last time I looked, again, maybe this has gone up because of supply stuff, but the wedge ramp combo made for plus size bodies that has the attachment points, like you can put restraints on there. I want to say it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like $250, 280 something like that. Last I looked. And I know last couple Black Fridays, the sales were so good on Liberator stuff specifically. And specifically, I remember being at Love Honey. And again, like, I don't have the time or patience to go through all of these retailers and be like, there's the one sale, and here's the one sale, and oh, here's all the links, and like email it out to people. If you want to support me, all my links are in the the show notes. All of those retailers are having some sort of sale. Go to their website. They, they always have lots of good stuff. Um, that that's I'm not trying to push shit on you. Anyway, um, but, <laughs> but the wedge ramp combo. I want to say last Black Friday and the Black Friday before it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50% off once you applied all of the the discounts. Like if you're buying something big, now is the time to do it. If you are buying a fuck saw, for instance, from Stockroom, which I have stockroom.com link in my show notes with a discount code. Plus, I know they're having 80 gazillion sales. You're going to buy something like a neon wand. I recommend also getting the power tripper attachment at least if you buy the neon wand. If you're into, if you're really into electro play, um, and you can take a little bit of pain, get the power tripper attachment with it. All of that stuff. Like if you're, if you've been eyeing some expensive stuff, seriously, now is the time to get it. Like I indicated in the intro. I just hate the whole vibe of consumerism and capitalism. And bottom line, I want you to have the best, easiest, cheapest access to pleasure you can have. So yeah, if you're using my links, that's great. But you know what? What matters to me is that you find this stuff, no matter how you find this stuff. But there's one way I don't want you to find this stuff, and that is by using sites like Amazon, AliExpress, and eBay or similar types of sites. I'll tell you why. There are a lot 
of either cheaply made substandard sex toys out there or even counterfeit sex toys. You know, when we think of counterfeit consumer items, we think about, oh, maybe it's a, you know, fake iPhone or it's a fake designer purse kind of thing. But fake sex toys, oh, they are out there. So when you buy from sites like AliExpress, eBay, or even Amazon, it can get a little, you don't know, are you buying the genuine product? Because oftentimes, those products will look alike on the surface, but then when they're taken apart, and we look at the motor, we look at the innards, completely different. And we hear a lot about electronics that are cheaply made, let's say they're imported over from China, etc. That sometimes they can be a fire hazard. We had this happen a few Christmases ago when hoverboards were all the rage. And then you heard some folks their house caught on fire because they were charging their hoverboard. And ah, and I know when I buy products online that are electronic, I've had toaster ovens explode on me because I buy the cheap stuff. So uh, even though I hate spending the extra bucks, I, I don't want the stuff that I'm using that I'm plugging in to be set on fire. And it gets even more, oh my goodness, when you realize the thing that could set on fire, you know, maybe it's when it's charging, that's bad enough, or it could be when you're using it. I'm talking, yes, there have been people who have gotten burns, who their beds have started on fire from the toy. Not good. Does this always happen? No, it is the rare exception. However, What is more likely to happen if you buy one of these cheaper counterfeit toys or just cheaper toys in general is they're going to say the motor's real strong. They're going to give you the specs of some of the authentic things, but then you get it home and it's really not that powerful. Or it might be great for a month until it completely farts out on you. And the thing with Amazon is oftentimes legitimate manufacturers will have Amazon accounts. And I I will oftentimes tell people, make sure it's not some random storefront that's selling this thing, but the authentic retailer. But here's where it gets a little questionable. Is the retailer sending out your package and taking care of shipping from their own warehouse? If so, your purchase on Amazon, it's fine. However, if the shipping is being fulfilled by an Amazon warehouse, what happens is perhaps one retailer has authentic magic wands and another retailer has knockoffs that look like the real thing, but they're actually not. And in the warehouse, those may get mixed together. So even though you're buying from the authorized retailer, you might get one of the substandard products sent to you. So for that reason, it's my general rule of thumb to recommend people don't buy from websites like that, especially if it's something that's electronic. Go to your big retailers, Love Honey, Pleasure Chest, Good Vibrations, Sugar, some of the small independent sex shops, Early to Bed that's in Chicago, etc. Because They have direct relationships with manufacturers and with distributors, so you know they're carrying the authentic product. Also, you can shop straight with the manufacturers. For instance, Fun Factory, you can go straight to their website, and like I said, 25% off right now, and know you're getting the real thing. 
So know that when you're buying sex toys. But on that note, tweet me, ask me questions. Do I know every single last brand new toy that just got released? No, there's probably some I haven't used, but I've used a lot. And I know a lot of these companies. I have sampled and reviewed and tried hundreds of sex toys. And I want you to have fun. I know it can be really overwhelming when you you go online and you're like, oh my God, there's these sales and the sale's gonna be over today and I gotta get my discount, but I don't know what to buy and I'm totally confused. And you have 57 windows open on your computer with all with different vibrators and you, uh, you don't know what to do. So hopefully this has helped. And if you're listening to this, I don't know, in April of 2023, and you're like, well, I guess I meant no, because they're all the same sex toys. Maybe there's not the deep discount sales going on. But these sex toys, they're here all year round. My discounts are here all year round. So try new things. Build your toolbox. Have fun. And until next time, American fuckers. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex. American Sex.